Hey, welcome to Flighty Thoughts, meaningful conversation over a flight of beer. I'm your co-host, David, sitting with Mr. Bevel. Excellent. We're so excited about our first show here in our home base, which is Rebel Kettle in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oddly enough, we chose this place as our, as our home, home base, base yeah. because why, Bevel? It's just the best brewery here in Little Rock. The beer is great, but you know one thing they don't offer? Uh, what is it? Flights of beer. Flights of beer, yeah, that's right. So we're so going to have to mix it up a little bit. eight ounces. Yeah, that's right. For, and then we can't drive home. No. <laughs> well, that, it adds to the meaningful conversation. Yeah. Or uh, the flighty thoughts. You know, as, as you get more alcohol in you, real conversation comes up, I think. Honest conversation comes up. They call it confidence builder. I don't know. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what? Talk a about ourselves? Talk yeah, about like, why, why do we, we're doing why this? Why do we want to start the podcast? So I'll ask you, because did you approach me first about this? I don't know. I think you mentioned something to me about it, and I thought, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. It, well, I think it just came up because I've done another podcast, but I wanted to have one that's just kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. And I like that our tagline is meaningful conversations over a flight of beer because the focus is just having conversations that we care about. Right. And so if we have guests, then we talk about, hey, what's meaningful to you? What, what brings you life? What do you care about? You know, what maybe stories or are just permeating your, your thoughts right now. And uh, and we get to drink beer. So right. I'm glad we're doing it. There's a connection that's caught or that's found through these conversations. But it also happens that, so I have a friend who, he's a he's a pastor with a Methodist church in a different a different state. But one of his, one of his obstacles is, is those intense conversations. And he sometimes feels that you need to have like a, a, a third thing. And that's what, what beer could be, or it is for him. It's, it's an opportunity for him to have a connection point between someone that can open up for other conversations. Right. Which is kind of what we could do with this, but it also focuses our efforts in that. And like you said, it helps us to get some, some good well, beer. And we live in such a divided, I guess, country, you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, divided in, in terms of whether politically, religiously, you name it. Um, and it's always good to connect with people on a personal level where they're people. And you can respect that they have different thoughts or ideas. I mean, I'm sure we'll have guests that we might not be very interested in what they're talking about. Although, I highly doubt that. Like, one, one person one time said to me, uh, being interested is interesting. Like, once you cause yourself to be interested in something, it, it comes across as interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. So... I'm a pastor, and so I preach a bunch, and I find that if I'm not interested in, interested in what I'm talking about, no one else is going to be interested in it. Or, like, I write poetry as well. If, if I'm not interested in this, if I'm just trying to crank something out or whatever, which I doubt I could just crank something out and be okay with it because I like being very authentic, um, nobody else is going to care about it. So It's when you put that level of value in yourself and what you do. Yeah. And I think everybody has a story, too, and that story is important because it... It helps, it helps to form who they are, but it helps to form who we are as, as an interconnected human humanity. Yeah, it's the thing of realizing, like, as people, we have more in, that are in common with each other than that's different. Yeah, but you're absolutely right with that. And something that I think we need as, as humans and as people and as Arkansans is the ability to, to go forward in our differences. Yeah. Thanks, know. Courtney. Um, we'll take a break right now. We just got some beers delivered to us. You want to tell us what you're drinking? I totally forgot, but it's a porter. It's a maple. And it's delicious. Yes, maple porter. That's what maple it is. Maple porter. It's delicious. And I'm drinking uh, a 
a British IPA. We're going to continue on that. This is one of our flights. This is the eight ounces we keep going. You need to continue the rest of this intro, or first episode, in a British accent. Uh-huh. No, please don't do that, actually. I had a friend in college that he had a British accent for, no lie, like two months. Mm-hmm. We hated being around him. <laughs> We'd like just avoid him. We'd see him come. We're like, oh, i got to go do something. i got to go to work. I don't even want to go to work. I'm going to work. I'll do anything to get away. <laughs> so what I like about this brewery is the beers here are very good, like you said, but they also change them pretty quickly. So yeah. I think the beers that we have today are seasonal beers, and so you can come back in a month or so and have something different. But I will say one thing about microbrews is mm. it seemed like over the past few years there's been a shift from making you know, five or six just really good quality beers to trying to get out as much as you can as possible. Yep. And I think for that... You know, when we try to sacrifice quantity for quality, sometimes the beers are lacking. But these seem to be pretty good. So this might be blasphemy for some locals, but Lost 40, which is two blocks from here, I don't like. They're, they're exactly what you're talking about. They crank out so much different things that every time I drink one of their brews, it feels like it's just missing the, the necessary notes for what that brew is like. And uh, there's probably only two of them I really like. But Rebel Kettle, I feel like I could drink almost anything here. And even if it's not one that's in my wheelhouse that I normally like, like it's taking me a while to get to drinking IPAs. I'm starting to like them now, so. But I could drink something here. I know I'm going to like it, and I know that they kind of put everything, their heart and their soul, in, and and really care about what they're putting out. So it's good. I can appreciate that you say that, and I can also appreciate that you and I are different people, and I like a lot of Lost Forties. But I, I will agree. You know, it's kind of like beer we, bingo. We can agree their brisket is really good. Oh, yeah. The food there is great, too. But, you know, we're at Rebel Kettle. The food here is also wonderful. Yeah. Thursdays is gumbo day, so I can't go wrong with that. But I'm, a what? Gumbo, I'm a gumbo snob. I'm not getting any. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's focus back. Why do you want to do this podcast? I, 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 you and I are friends, mm-hmm. and uh, I love talking with people. I love one-on-one interactions, um, getting to see new sides of people or hear something new to their story that I hadn't heard before. And it's interesting. It's sort of like I, I relate it to my wife. Like, so I'm married to my wife and her and I, you always think that, oh, I know my wife really well. Or I know, you know, this friend of mine that I've known for years. And when you interact with someone who's different or someone that's a new person or someone that you just hadn't hung out with before, new stories will come from my wife that I've not heard myself. And so it's amazing to be able to see that happen and then to realize, wow, like there's so much more to discover about people that I know and then even new people. Like I just I love meeting new people and having conversations and and sparking interest in, in me that I never thought I'd have. So, well, how do you think this podcast is going to achieve that? I, I think basically just, you know, we'll probably change up the questions. I like just asking the simple question, what's meaningful to you? Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's big things in our lives. Like for me, poetry is really big. Music's really big for for you. Well, yoga. I yoga's like yoga. really big. Yeah. So um, I've never done yoga. I've done Pilates one time and it turned out in me, you know, wearing tight polyester and farting the entire time. Um, but <laughs> may, I don't know. Maybe I'll be interested in yoga after. Y- yoga is a, a little questions. different than that. A little different than that. So but it's still. not to fart. No. Well, I mean, it's a natural part of your body. You can't control it. We, we are digressing. Here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going downhill quick. How about this? Well, this is digressing as well. Do you have a funny story around beer or maybe you've been to a brewery? I will start so you can think a little bit. Think no? You don't want to think? Okay. So, so I'm a pastor. 
And uh, it was probably two Ash Wednesdays ago. If you don't know what Ash Wednesday is, <clears throat> it's basically the start of season of Lent. It usually happens in February. Am I right on that? I think so. And it's 40 days um, of kind of drawing closer to God and praying, and you can read devotionals and this and that. And so and recognize Ash your mortality. Wednesday, yeah, recognize your mortality. So Ash Wednesday is when... Uh, if you ever see a Christian, they have ash on their forehead and it's shaped like a cross or some other weird-looking animal or thing like Usually that. Usually it's just a blot. Like, by the time you get to it, the, the yeah. pastor has said it so many times, it just kind of looks like a circle. Yeah, most people be like, why has no one told you you've got something gross in your face? I think what you should do next time is a smiley face. Just uh-huh. like, from ashes you come to ashes you return, you are forgiven. And then, then, then could you think I could do a wink emoji? Oh, I think that would work as well. be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. I might need to have more oil or water to kind of... Maybe I should get... Um, a tool, uh, like a, maybe not a pen or something like that, something metal, but not too sharp to where it stabs. I, again, we're going to face. So, bring one, it back. One bring Ash back. Wednesday, yeah. two years ago, I just got done. We did uh, at noon, so people come while they're uh, at, off of work, they're at lunch or whatever, and they come get an imposition of ashes. And so, I was doing it with one of our associate pastors, and I w- like so she said the traditional. From dust you come to dust you shall return, uh, repent and believe in the gospel. And then I said, uh, you know, because i got to be special and unique. Um, I said, um, from, from dust you come to dust you shall return, uh, may God draw near to you as you draw near to God this season. And so afterwards I had lunch with, I think, another pastor or two, and then uh, a friend who's a contemporary worship leader. And so I asked them, I said, you know, this is what she said, this is what I said, what would you say? Without hesitating at all. Um, and this was kind of big. They, they've shifted some of the Budweiser commercials. But uh, my friend said, um, from dust you come to dust you shall return. Dilly dilly. dilly and dilly. I just thought it was the funniest thing. Like afterwards, I texted my wife and some other friends that are part of a group that we meet together. And so that same night, they happened to be there at the, the night service. And they came up. And because they knew it and I knew it, like we were trying to avoid eye contact we were smiling big, and I, I, I don't even know if I said anything to them when, when I imposed the ashes because I was trying not to laugh. That's great. <laughs> Thinking about that. So what are some other things that, as a pastor, besides the imposition of ashes, mm-hmm. or as someone in, in a leadership role in ministry, that you, you find to have so much meaning? And I say that because I've, I've had the opportunity to, to give people ashes as well, and I love that, and also with serving communion, because you have this intense personal connection mm. with that person for just a moment and it's not it's i mean it's like an electric holy spirit flowing from one thing to the other so yeah. what are some other things that you like well initially i thought one thing but once you got talking uh so communion is actually very meaningful to me uh when my wife missy and i got married that our first act as a married couple was serving communion and um so communion has always been meaningful to me in that i and i don't understand it, i can't explain it but somehow the presence of Christ is there and and it can be powerful. And sometimes you have communion and you don't, I guess, feel it as much, but it's still meaningful. And so one of the things I I, I thought of was, and this might sound weird. So uh, one of our church members, she actually says that she's like, I often think when you say something like, well, that's weird or he's (laughs) weird. I'm like, yeah, probably so. I have this thing when I serve communion I try to intentionally, like when I put the bread in the person's hand, try to intentionally have, you know, like one of my fingers touch their hand. Mm -hmm. And the reason behind that is because communion 
is very communal. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people get kind of in a very individualistic mindset. And of course, Christ died on the cross for me. And, uh, you know, I experienced the resurrected life and, and living all that. But it's, it's a community thing as well. Like we're being formed in Christ individually, but then as well as a body. And so I always like emphasizing that. There's one time too, it didn't go over well, but I got, I think it was like Mary's crackers or something like that mm -hmm. to where it was loud. You could hear people chewing and it, for some people it was more of a distraction. Uh, so I don't do that anymore. But anything I can do, I think to take things that we as a body of believers do and make it more real um, not that I'm making it real or anything like that, but I think just to take it out of the roteness that it can come, some, somehow become. My wife teases me sometimes when we're, uh, you know, when I don't have to preach or anything like that, I'm sitting with her. I will add words to the Lord's Prayer, or I'll emphasize certain words, and she's like, just say it regular. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, this is part of it That's is, such a is right. making it meaningful to me. Absolutely. So. And we, we get caught up in these routines, these routines of saying things and doing things. And then when you can personalize it or change it a little bit, then that, that will, will bring significance to it and kind of like shock value, bring you back to what you are so you understand. I think sometimes people don't have the opportunity to work through what they believe and why they believe it until they're challenged. Right. Which goes over real real well with some of my family, but you know, it's just kind of how, how it works. Y'all connect over beer because you need to? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I, I think I what I like is people just being honest and, and vulnerable enough to just have conversations with wherever they're at. I think, and I don't know what this is, but I think sometimes as people we want to just either be right or we want to come across as though like we know what we're talking about. And I prefer usually, I guess with myself, trying to be honest to like, I don't have an answer for this or I don't mm -hmm. know what's going on, and have conversations with people too, even in their, their faith formation of like, you know, are you struggling with this piece of theology or, you know, this event uh, happened in our world? Uh, how do we reconcile God's presence or, or lack of seeming presence or allowing this to happen, problem evil type stuff? Um, those are very meaningful conversations to me. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to tell everybody what you do? Yeah, I'm a missionary and have served in a couple of different locations overseas. Um, I was in Mozambique for a while. And one good thing about being, well, one thing about being a missionary with the United Methodist Church is that we don't, f we fill jobs. So, for example, I worked at a hospital there. And the idea is that we're not going to go and, and, and our primary focus is not to plant churches and convert people and everything and, mm. or bring God anywhere because we recognize that God is already there. So we go alongside what God is doing there. And I, and I think if you will talk to most missionaries, and there are hundreds of us out there, that one of the things, the most important things we do is just build relationships because yeah. once we're able to connect ourselves um, and our backgrounds to each other, then we can recognize the freely flowing God love that goes in between all that too. Mm. And so that's, you know, that's why this is an important conversation to have. And it's important to have conversations is because when you have these connections, independent of where you believe or how you believe or what you believe, you have these connections, then it makes, that makes each other more together. And like you said, we are more together than we are different when it comes down to it. So I have other friends that are missionaries too. Do missionaries that that I guess I just think what you do in in 
going to a different culture is listen and quiet yourself. Are there missionaries that go in just bl- almost the guns, guns a blazing, but like Bibles a blazing? Here go, we go. Yeah, go in thinking they know everything or they know, understand the culture oh, yeah. before they really do. I mean, do I they, did that. Do they really survive long? Or, I did that. Or is there a shift in that? Maybe. Well, like when did you come to a place where you're like, oh, I need to stop doing this, and this is disastrous yeah. already. So you you bring your context to it because you spend all this time building up to go and building up to to be a part of something, but you only know what what you have brought to that point and you only know where you've come from. And so you go there. And for example, we arrived in Mozambique and we didn't speak any Portuguese. We didn't speak any local languages. So how are we supposed to to actually be effective in there? And so what we realize is that uh, you have to kind of come down to your base level and then work yourself up. And it's a great place to put yourself in because, you know, we thought we were going to serve, but we ended up having to be served just so that we could eventually learn what it was to interact with with the culture there, yeah, too, and uh, it's really great too because we have, we as as Americans, we have this faith that is easy. We have this uh, ability to to freely and connect and just go to church if we want to or not go to church if we don't want to. Watch and, online, yeah, absolutely. But it was my experience, and this is just my experience, yeah. right? That. In Mozambique, the 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 connection there, the church there was very much earned, and it wasn't very much. The faith there was something that was wrestled with, and it was it was out of a deep need for some sort of connection like that too. So it was it was a wonderful experience, and it, it made me better for who I am. And I can see the difference between being here in the United States and then being there, and that how when um, when you are in a place of hardship whether it's independent of whether you have a lack of resources or if you're just really, really, really far away from family, you're in this, this place of hardship that when everything is stripped away, you have this ability or you just have this longing to cry out to God. And you know what? Mm. God responds yeah. in God's way, and that's pretty great. But even coming back from that and seeing some things, the distractions that we fill ourselves up with can, can deter from that. So I love the idea of a silent retreat. Like I've never been on a silent retreat, mm. but I love the idea of spending two, three, four, five days not saying anything and just listening. We should schedule a silent retreat you together. You think so? Yeah, we'll just make eye contact. Can you actually Googly be silent? Eyes. Can you be silent for that? I long? could work on it. Yeah, yeah. We have to do simple stages, right? We start with three hours and then move up to something else past that. Yeah. Well, I think we're wrapping up on our time here. There is something I need to share, though. When let you me. You said Portuguese. See. I thought of a quote. From Arrested Development. Have you seen that show? I have. Where there are tickets to Portugal, and Job, one of the main characters, says, uh, heading the old South American way, are we? Oh, goodness. Because, <laughs> you know, most Spanish-speaking countries, are all of them, right, are in South America. All of them, except all, for every, the biggest one. Every last one of them. Every yeah. last one of them. Graciousness. <laughs> well, this has been our first podcast. Uh, tell me what you think about your beer. Our first episode. Our first episode podcast of my of first show. podcast. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being a stick in the mud. So That's okay. Whenever it's I listen episode. to other podcasts and people say, like, we're glad you could join us this podcast. I'm like, it's episode. Like, the podcast of the show. Hey, anyway. you lead us on, my friend. Yeah, Take us so where we are. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Maybe the beer has been flowing in me a little bit uh, too much to where I'm starting to be one Never. of those people. No, I don't, I don't think. I just had two eight ounces. So we're going to be coming up to you with a bunch of different guests. It's going to be uh, across the board for some faith conversations and some just good old, good old times talking about how life is connected. So join us again as we come back. 
And we'll have uh, another episode in a couple of weeks. Yep. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.